Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Second uh, course of the food show, and great to have you with us talking about food and restaurants and have a smile on your face as you do call us over here. We'd like to hear about anything delicious that has made your life wonderful. There's plenty of it out there. I'm completely convinced of that. But 105.3 FM HD2. Aha, you see, I tricked it into letting me get it the whole thing through that time. <laughs> anyway, um, if you've eaten anywhere good, please share it with us. I, I really uh, uh, love hearing about the the discoveries of other people, and this is a great example of that. What we've been doing today, we've talked a little bit about... Um, Talk about lentils. Lentils, yeah. I want to finish yeah. talking about lentils because we... <clears throat> I was Lentil reading from your, <clears throat> from your almanac, almanac today, which was interesting about lentils, so I never did finish half no? of it. Oh. Lentils themselves... Lentils lend themselves so well to soup that they are found in that role throughout the Mediterranean. Everywhere you look. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. order, this is you, I order lentil soup whenever we find it. After hundreds of samples, I can't say I've ever had a bad one. Some are astoundingly delicious. The best tend to come from Italian and Lebanese restaurants. Lentils play a particularly large role in the Indian menu. Not only do they serve them as soups, and as beans, but they also mill them into a flour that's made into papadams. Papadams? Those, <clears throat> yeah, those big thin wafers you get at the beginning of an Indian dinner. I'm not a fan of papadams. No? How yeah, come? Yeah, not at all. And I see papadams as sort of part of a fusion thing, and I don't understand that at all because I don't think papadams actually oh, taste papadums. very good. Yeah, they're, they're those very thin. They're very, um, they're very thin, but they're very big. I didn't make the connection. Say it again. Cause papadams. Papadams. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I, I personally, and, and I'm not they're a fan. made in house usually. Yeah, not yeah. not a fan generally speaking. Anyway, the unique shape of the lentil gave rise to the word lens. With which it shares a shape. I how know about, that sounds unlikely, but it's true. How about <laughs> le, le, how about uh, it? It didn't work because the I, old kitchen says sage says when the cook in the house prepares lentils and fish, the reviews from the spouse are surprisingly lavish. Mm-hmm. I lunched today with someone <coughs> who is young and who. Has we we got to talking about, um, okay, so she's young, as in thirty five ish. So to hear her say something that translates to quote these kids today is kind of strange. But she was talking about babysitters that she has. And Thank good news. You and, know, as far as I know, I must have missed something. But in our family. We never once had a babysitter. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is, yeah. So so she also has business that she does from home. So sometimes she'll have a babysitter come over and take the kids outside while she can do some business. So she invited one to stay for dinner. 
and she was cooking something, and the young lady who was 22 years old was so astonished that she was in the kitchen actually cooking something that it was it was almost like she had gotten off of an alien spaceship. She said, you're cooking? <laughs> she said, yeah, I'm making dinner. You're actually cooking. And she said, yeah, uh-huh. So she was wondering what the kids actually do eat. And she said to her, so if you don't ever cook or no one you know cooks, what do you eat? And she said, the young lady replied, well, you know, stuff out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. So apparently cooking is extremely out of vogue, cooking at home. And, uh, and that's just a great pity. We, we got to talking, she and I, and like I said, she's 30 years younger than me. So um, we got to talking about home, home ec and how home ec sort of became a dirty word in, when feminism started taking rise. And that I was in the first generation where college was something that you were kind of expected to do rather than go out and be a secretary, which you, you is know, now a dirty word. It's, it's an astonishing thing that in just one generation, we've gone from this idea of having to do it all at, in a college, uh, is sup superseded uh, much more so as uh, what my mother did. My mother's recipe for yeah. anything. Yeah, nobody's doing this anymore. Yeah, Apparently. and, and uh, she cooked every day, yeah, every I mean, day. Uh, and when the kids came home, or usually even born from home, uh, she would go across the street to this little grocery store, and she'd buy everything she was going to use that night. And on the way out, the butcher would say, oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to have some sausage, you know. Yeah. And uh, that was it. This well, little... that's kind of a very European way of doing things. Oh, we don't gosh, do that I'd anymore. love, oh, I wish we, we did, though. Uh, but, well, we'd all be healthier, for one thing, way healthier. The quality of the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when Jude used to say Trader Joe's and he, everything he got was already somehow prepared by Trader Joe's. And I'd say, you know what, Jude? Yes. It's maybe okay, but it would be better to just put a chicken in a pot and make yourself yeah. some uh, stock. Yeah. And you can do that and leave it on the stove all day if you need to, or you can mm -hmm. do it as you go. Like when I do jambalaya, I will start preparing the vegetables that I'm going to put in with the mix, and then the chicken will go in the pot and will be making stock while I'm doing that. I mean, it's not that hard to do this kind of stuff. But anyway, it, it was fascinating. So then she said to this same young lady who, let me repeat, is 22 years old, okay? Mm. She said, can you cut an apple for the kids? And she could tell by her reaction that maybe she couldn't cut an apple for the children. And she said, do you know how to cut an apple for the children? And she said, yeah, I think so. And then she gave her the knife and started to watch her. And the young lady 
didn't really actually know how to slice an apple. So my question to her was, maybe you shouldn't let her watch your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's kind of remarkable um, how 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 far we've come from your mother. Yeah, here's example. another quick, while you're uh, reassembling your, Myself? your, yes. your uh-huh. artistic stuff. Uh, I'm holding in my hand uh, proof that we live in our area in, dire in times. our in yes. our culture yes uh-huh. here how does this thing in my hand prove that again no webcam but it would be so much more fun to look at doug ready <laughs> as tom here does comes. this it would be much more fun to look at doug but ready? let's go tom did it did it camellia brand red beans a whole bag of them, and the whole logo, and in, in, in case you didn't quite catch it, since 1931, have they been around? Is that it? That's what it says. Because you know blue oh, I'm water. sorry. Wait, I had that backwards. Since 1923. Let me see that. So they they, they, they that. did this right you in the sure middle of the Depression. something because I thought... Oh, there it is. Yeah, you're right, yeah. You know, you, you can't... Know, blue Runner is actually over 100 years old. I have heard that. Blue I've, Runner is over 100 I've gotten years to know the guy who runs the outfit, and he, yeah. he has Yeah, you know of, what he said, speaking of this age group. <laughs> yeah. He said that, that their sales are suffering because millennials don't open cans. That's uh, pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like this entirely different way of approaching food consumption. It's, it's bizarre. But anyway, uh, I have to find out what happened after the young lady in question that I was just mentioning was instructed on basic knife skills regarding food after she had a lesson on how to cut an apple. Two six zero six three six eight. These are true stories, folks. What are those? What is that? Um, what is that old show where it was like some? Can de- you top this? Some detective show, and uh, it was. It was. Let's see. Wait, I know the answer to it this. It was kind of a um, foggy thing, and it was just it like was. true stories of whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about because I never watch TV. But um, it was. Hmm. I don't remember the slogan, but it was in the Naked City or something, but it was true stories. So this is true stories from out in the trenches with our next couple of generations of people and how they eat. I'm still marveling about the Uber thing. Uh, The Uber thing? Yeah, the $30 of Chipotle that became $50 with Uber Eats fees and other things. And why a person would choose to not just go and eat a better meal someplace and have the ambiance for the same amount of money. Anyway, if anyone knows the answers to any of these questions, do tell. 260-6368 is the number. We are uh, sort of just marveling, if, if that's okay. Today is the birthday in 1791 of Peter Cooper, a man active in everything from industry to politics to education. He built the first steam locomotive in the United States, the Tom Thumb. Mm-hmm. We remember him as having patented a gelatin dessert in 1845, and after the patent expired, it evolved into jello. Mm. 
I wonder if he got any money from it. Uh, what you is, can how long best does it take believe. for a patent to expire? Well, is it some, 50 years? some of them take probably a long time, years. and some don't. Yeah, it's probably fifty years. So uh, that well, is is Jello around that long? Bill, welcome, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Hello. Um, I, I just wanted to comment on the kids these days with cooking. These kids today. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I will cook something, and they will rave, and, and it's heartfelt. They're just saying, this is the best I've ever had. Would you like the recipe? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, there, there are some generations where they haven't dressed up at all. Wait, it's just, that's actually a true story. You've, you've had that experience. Would you like the recipe? Oh, no. Multiple times. <laughs> and a lot of the recipes, I've, I've got this thing about cooking. You have to be happy with the output, the amount of work you've done, and the cost. Uh-huh. If anything's missing, I don't cook it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I I give them basic recipes. Uh-huh. And no, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's kind it's of crazy. like Joe Kahn's old, the late, great Joe Kahn's old um, theory about cooking. It's the 2-2-2 rule. If it takes too long, takes more than two pots and two more than two ingredients, I just go out. Well, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> give me time. But you know, clearly they are. Some the, anyway. <laughs> some of the best things um, you've ever eaten. Um, at uh, Paul Bocuse Restaurant mm-hmm. in uh, Lyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, before oh, he died. Oh, I, I would have loved to have gone to uh, indulge in that because Gerard Crozier, I don't know if you remember him, but he was a fantastic there, local chef, uh, French chef here. But uh, he, his roots were definitely in, um, you mentioned it. France, uh, Lyon. <laughs> Lyon. Lyon was his, uh, his parents. And, uh, that's, where, and that, that's where that came from. And it was so terrific. Okay, so back to Paul mm. Bocuse. His restaurant was unbelievable. Um, from the time you walked in the door, you just felt like, you, you know, you were putting on the Ritz. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a, a wolf fish with a, um, it was stuffed with a mousseline. Mm-hmm. And the waiter would come up and peel back the skin with um, a fork and a knife. Mm-hmm. Then he would plate that filet, flip the, the fish, never touching it, peel back the skin on that side, plate the filet, the mousseline, and then he would take the sauce and pour it. And it was just fabulous. I had it twice. Mm. It was so good. Mm. But the, um, the, the thing that really got me at Bocuse was they had a cheese cart. And they would wheel this thing out and open the doors. And these two, it, it was like wings would come out with, I would say, maybe 50 different kinds of cheese. Mm. And you were expected to eat two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just remarkable remarkable food 48 of which were stinky no doubt oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm not in the stinky cheese club either proudly Uh, but anyway i Um, mean there are some that that i like like um saint marcelin or saint felicien i can handle that uh but some of the really stinky ones yeah 
um, I, I remember I was served one and told the person that I had stepped in things that smelled better. Oh, gosh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And they probably loved it, too. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you have spoken in this one phone call of two completely different ends of a spectrum, huh? Between well, your experience at Paul Bocuse with the the absolute outer end of service and the kids who go, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. You want the recipe? No. <laughs> Would you like a third? Sure, you were talking come on. about uh, Julia Child yesterday. And there's a restaurant in D.C. Mm-hmm. in Foggy Bottom called Le Chermier. Mm-hmm. And I had a waiter there. And he's a funny little man, built like a Welshman. Uh-huh. Which uh, probably was isn't. a Welshman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he would come up to the table and I would say, how's the fish tonight? And he would move his head ever so just the tiniest amount, you know, left and right, like, no, no. <laughs> and he would he would order for you. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through the menu one night. He he walks up and he leans down. He goes, show your child came in today. <laughs> and he stands back up Then he bends back over and she, he says, I served her. Stands back up. Then he bends over and says, she ordered a bottle of wine and drank the whole thing at lunch. <laughs> Uh, I I knew her as well. <laughs> okay. Oh I'm done. man! You know it's always funny when when people report on people like you know famous people don't know that they're being reported on. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's especially like, if they're dead. Uh, what? <laughs> Especially if they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, she probably would ha- would not uh, have refuted that report, and happily so. Anyway, probably would good have invited stuff. me for a glass. Good stuff. Well, enjoy you. your evening. Thank you for and calling, Bill. And I will Bill. talk to you soon. All right, okay, take care. Bye bye. Two six zero six three six eight. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. It's nice to uh, just get in here and think about all of the dishes that we may have for dinner tonight. My dear, is she around? Where'd she go? My wife is over there or over there? You, you're you telling us uh, that we're not I'm going to I'm eat over a good... here. No, we are going somewhere. We yeah. are going to go somewhere. We had a good one last night. That's an underrated restaurant if ever there was one. Cafe Lynn. It's uh, practically at the foot of... Um, the Chifunka River, right off the causeway, and it's in a, a small strip mall. It's not hard to find, but and it's a nice it's right looking across the place. highway from the famous Leonardo's Trattoria. Yeah, well, you got to give them their credit too, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, they yeah. really do it. So anyway, we went over there last night. Everything was good. Uh, the prices were certainly affordable. Yes, they were. So uh, you know, these days, this is this is uh, something on your mind. Two six zero six three six eight. Okay, so we've gone through. Oh, here's a one of your words to eat by. Yours That's funny. True. Uh, okay. Kissing don't last. Cookery do. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> but you could have said that for sure. No, it was a British writer born today in 1809 named George Meredith. 1909, that was the year yeah. my father was born. Uh, yeah, is that right? 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote in here from Abraham Lincoln, which I love. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It's not 
it's not a. It's uh, not his two hundredth birthday. It isn't. No, it's not his two hundredth birthday. It's his two hundred eleventh birthday. That's my my not catching something in your in your almanac. If this is coffee, please bring me oh, some tea. That's if a great If this one. is tea, please bring me some coffee. <laughs> that's that's a, a Lincoln. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. All right. So let's see. We've talked about... Everything. Lincoln. Mm -hmm. We've talked... What's our cocktail of the day? uh, We didn't talk about your dinner last night or the dinner last night at Cafe Lynn. Cafe Lynn. I Mm -hmm. started off with... uh, I was tempted to get their soup of the day, but they... uh, they were doing some oysters, nice size, too. I mean, the oysters lately have been big and fat and great mm-hmm. flavor and no goofiness about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ordered that as an appetizer, although I could have gone with it as a nutria. Uh, a, not a nutria, <laughs> I entree. promise you. Entree. As an entree. Yeah. And uh, let's see. After that, uh, there was a... Uh, a salad, kind of a Greek that was salad. A really good salad. I thought. I thought, I thought so too. I forget what they call it. And then it, we had uh, the uh, one of the great um, uh, Italian dishes, uh, which are very different from the kind that you get in restaurants doing mostly mostly Italian me- food. Italian food. Uh, this is uh, comes the the concept of it comes from uh, Sicily. Are you talking about my pasta dish? Yeah, the pasta dish. Well, the, the pasta dish, you know, I think that the um, shape that you were talking about that you didn't like, the one that is not yeah. round but uh-huh. is oval, I think that's what that was, and I really did like it, actually. I, I liked it a lot. I've, 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 I've figured that everybody. Uh, really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I found what it was. What is it? Languini. No, wait, not languini. Uh-huh. That's... Uh, uh, well, there is linguini. Th- there's a linguini. There is a. Uh, I don't think. I think that's just plain flat. I don't think it's. It comes it's from a, a movie, and it was um, uh-huh. Jack Lemon was one of them, and whoever it was who played the rough guy. Mm-hmm. This was in the movie. What was the name of that movie? Mm, I don't know. Uh, it was wait. Jack Lemon played a tough guy. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I don't know. Well, are you uh, talking about uh, uh, Felix and Oscar? You talking? Yeah, about? yeah, that's who. Oh well, he who, was. He, yeah, the odd, the odd couple. couple, but he yeah. wasn't the tough guy. Jack Klugman played oh, the tough oh, guy. Oh, yeah, I always got and, that backwards. And Jack Lemon, the um, yeah, yeah, the other guy. Um, yes, when he threw the linguine over to the table, uh, over the yeah. Wall. But yeah. what did he say? And that's what made the the line. Because remember, I'll, Doug, do you remember what he and, said when he threw the plate of pasta? <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't well, tell if you're saying that, Doug, or if it's what he said. Well, anyway, uh, Jack Lennon, he uh, he Doug said, "I don't care for this." Yeah, so. uh, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, and um, Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman. Yes. Um, and uh, he said, uh, you, "You know." Uh, he said, "I don't care." I don't get okay. get this. Here you are. I'm going to throw some spaghetti into this wall. (laughs) I don't remember. And Uh then uh, Jack Lemon looked up at him and said, that's not a tomato. That's not uh, spaghetti spaghetti and meatballs. It's linguine. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, that was... That's that was, a long that way around. Rough. Well, especially <laughs> that was rough to get to the punchline. It just cut, it was like being in a wagon train. Woo. What okay. can you do when anyway, you don't have so, a sense of uh, so, hearing? Uh, um, so we we had 
not very much, actually. Um, I wasn't very hungry. And Tom got the salad, which was an oyster, a fried oyster fried salad, oyster salad on top yeah. of a delightfully dressed Blue cheese. spinach and um, dill. Yeah, spinach with some Garlic, other sardines. some other greens yeah. in mm-hmm. it. And it was nicely coated with a dressing. Sometimes you can overdress something oh, and yes. sometimes underdress it. This was one of those perfectly dressed salads. I never liked it. had like a lot of chunky blue cheese. Getting underdressed, yeah. Yeah. And so it was it was a, a good hearty salad. And then you got a chicken marsala, which was really sticky demi gloss. I love when demi gloss has enough gelatin in it that it's got sort of a sticky mouthfeel. It had that going for it. It was a really rich sauce. Good. And where was this again? At Cafe Lynn with mushrooms Cafe and green beans and a ah. chicken that really, I have to say, was kind of tough. You a were right. Tough. It was a little tough. Yeah. yeah. But I usually get the crab claws there, which is something that I get everywhere. But they have particularly good crab claws there. And I love the sauce. It's very garlicky. It's got a lot, a lot of herbs in it and just the perfect amount of spice to it with crushed red pepper. It's it's just great. I love it. It's very oily. And so I always get the crab claws. But when I get the crab claws, after I'm finished eating the crab claws, there's still that delicious sauce there. So I've taken to asking them for like a cup of plain pasta so I can toss it and eat it. And so when they didn't have crab claws last night, which I found surprising, when they didn't have the crab claws, I said, well, how would you feel about just mixing up the sauce as though you did have crab claws and toss some pasta in it and make it a full-size portion, which they did. And it was really, really great. I, I very much enjoyed that. We did not get dessert. It was kind of an early evening. And then we left. And it was a good, it was a good quiet sort of anniversary. It was definitely not typical of our anniversaries. No. But you know what? Um, this restaurant and more and more and more all the time keep doing this. And it just drives me nuts. And you said it drove you nuts. And that is you walk in in a perfectly well uh, yeah, it was they, freezing. It was freezing yeah, it in there, and re- every restaurant I go to, it's just you know your your hands don't think move. It must be hard for a restaurateur <clears throat> to get the temperature right if you have a lot of people who come in and out of a dining room, and you're expecting a lot of people, and you have the temperature for them, and then you don't get a lot of people. I think that kind of throws things off. They had other tables in there. But most of them were sitting at the bar for some reason, which I can get. Yeah. I, I see sometimes I prefer to sit in a bar yeah, in certain restaurants. But they're they're always busy in their bar and not so much in the main dining room. And I feel the yeah. same way. But we were the only ones in the dining room. And um, well, they had a few more afterwards. But they. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right. We will come back with more of the food show and. Uh, you come back too. Why not? I mean, what you got best to, best better to do? You are here with the food show, unique in America. You know, I always brag about us on that. Every time I do a little traveling, I always ask around, ask people, do you have anybody who covers the food and uh, entertainment uh, worlds here? And I always get, no, we don't have anything like that. We never. As a matter of fact, I've never heard of that. Well, uh, we do something. 
that is very much um, worth what other people are interested in, at least after they discovered us, because we've been doing this for 32 years now, live, on the air, talking about every kind of music you can imagine, and with people uh, living uh, in, of all places, Sonoma, winemaking area, major Doug, are you just teasing us, or are you just, what are you doing? Huh? (laughs) What? I I believe we have a... Andrea, hello. I believe we have a a visit from Chef Andrea. Hi, Tom, Marion. Hey. Hello there. Can you be my valentine? Oh. Yeah, sure. Tom or me? Uh, (laughs) No, wait, 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 Marion. You know, no, wait, wait. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I mean, I like Tom, but you're my kind, not Tom. Here's, uh, here, I've got it right here for you. Whatever that is. What are you doing, Tom? What is that? Are you going to eat that or what? You sit on it. Okay. (laughs) Set up. Nice and smooth. Happy Valentine. How do you say Happy Valentine's Day in Italian? Festa di Valentino. Ah. Festa di Valentino. Valentino. Yeah. Very famous in Italy, Valentino, as you know. Yes. It's a great movie in the 1900s. 1900, if you, you were not born that time, huh? Me? Were you born in 1900? I was a not whisperer Tom. into just a... I'm 29, Andrea. Keep She's going. older no. than me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Valentina is uh, very famous in Italy. and uh, Tom course, might have been there. <laughs> what? And uh, it's really outstanding. Uh, wonderful. But it's, uh, we've been celebrating here over 35 years. Tom, thank you, because I've been with you for 32 years. In a, in a new show, and I love your show. Uh, people love your show. We love your show. The whole world loves your show. We so, don't even uh, like our show. That's <laughs> enough. That's <laughs> enough. That's more. He's gonna beat me up all all tonight. Uh, and we've been we've been yeah. here for thirty five mm-hmm. years. So therefore, we have a lot lot of things in common. And uh, I, I have this wonderful menu, Marion, for Valentine yeah. Tom. Uh, we do a three course meal, uh, which uh, we have a beautiful. Uh, seafood gamba, which I just came from the table. Say, oh my God, that's the best gamba I ever had. I just left the table in the main dining room. Then we have the Louisiana crab cake eggplant Andrea, which I created. This is very famous here. It's one of our guest favorite favorite appetizer. We have oysters on brochette. I know Tom, Mirren, you like that. That's one of our guest favorite. A lot of people come here for years to so have oysters on brochette. Nice and light, healthy, wonderful, uh, very flavorful. And then we go to the entree. DeAndre Surf and Turf, it's uh, with uh, homemade fresh uh, demi-glace sauce, cognac sauce from scratch. And then the other one is Galbernet sauce, both from fresh from scratch. We make all our sauce soups here Andrea. That's very important to me. Then you have roast primary pal beef, au jus. Then you have pork chop, double pork chop cheddar, which is one of our guest favorites. I named after her. She loved the name in our menu. A double pork chop with light, light pencil saute. You can have it grilled. And we talk together with nice, homemade, fresh masala mm. wine sauce. <clears throat> we have white veal, Maria Louise with the grind meat on top. Long Island maple leaf, Long Island duckling, raspberry sauce. Speckle trout, beautiful speckle trout this time of the year. Or the, my favorite, I love American red snapper. We have some wonderful veal chop alegria, beef tenderloin, and then, of course, the desserts. Many homemade fresh desserts, mm. creme brulee, tiramisu, white chocolate mousse yeah. with the raspberry sauce colino. And that's all the above I mentioned to you, three-course meal for forty nine ninety five. Uh-huh. Nice. Wonderful, really wonderful, very yeah. great. And a light side, yet wonderful, great 
dishes. Well, that's uh, not that far it's away, fun. really, unless yeah, you live no. on the North Shore. Two days. Two days uh, away. Make your reservations now. You have a lot of reservations left, Andrea? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a, well, we opened a whole main dining, a whole uh, restaurant. We opened, you mm. know, the restaurant is ah. about 12,000 square feet on the roof. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we opened the whole entire uh, restaurant. And also, even Copy Blue, we have a beautiful lunch there that the people sometimes they like to eat there. Do you believe that? They like to eat in the bar, Copy Blue Lounge. Oh, that's becoming and, uh, more and more and more popular all the time. Everybody I seems said, to like doing that. And I said, no, we like to eat in the bar. We love to lounge here. Yeah. yeah. But it's a beautiful, beautiful bar. It's, they, everybody says it's one of the best beautiful bar in the. You know why I like it? Yeah. Uh, they, let, they let me sing with them. Well, yeah, we love when you sing. I love when you sing. You're such a wonderful famous, and you're a really great talent. If I was, uh, you know, in the industry in music, I'll let you play every day. I would pay a I, lot of I, money I, for I you. I wasn't trying to push a button here. So. No, but I was, I, was, I was willing to pay a lot of money I, for you. Uh, I know. Player. I appreciate it. That's very flattering and all that. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. I'm looking at two guys who are looking at me through the window next door, and he's making motions with his fingers as to the reality of what I do for a living, which is restaurant writing. And he's you looking read, at me right now. You, and, wrote, you wrote one of my best books in the and, world. Uh, and, and he's and waving he, back at us after I'm waiting back at him. Anyway, you can go <laughs> over there and get that very dinner over at Andreas, and it's, it, it's really uh, pretty good. Although I would do it myself. I would not get just let him do it. Pick it yourself. He doesn't mind at all, and he'll do you a real nice job. I would love to do that. Yeah. And that's besides singing and a great, great uh, uh, book writer, that we have one of the best books written in America. I'm very proud of it, and people are loving it. And I w- I, you would not believe that you have so many people sign a cookbook when you were here. They collect a book, that, but said, no, we want Tom sign your book. And uh, really, I'm very proud oh, of it. You, that's and that's wishful thinking. One day, one day, when I go 50 years from now, when we 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 you know go on the other side where God takes us, I left something behind. I'm very proud of it. Hey, uh, you know, you speaking of uh, aside from things too. Uh, anyway, uh, did you know I had a birthday a couple of days ago? Yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, where you were you? <laughs> we had our anniversary yesterday, Andrea, and you figured very prominently in that. Yeah, well, yeah, I was very proud of it, and I'm very still that very proud of it. That was a great party. Thank you so much for letting me do it. Very it's wonderful. Great and uh, absolutely, and we're still talking about it. It's really, really outstanding. Yeah, it was a beautiful wedding, and was beautiful. Um, I, I, yeah. I was very proud of it. And thank you so much. You and did now, a great happy job. birthday! Uh, and I'm, I know you come close to me. So yeah. So we are. Really and <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just uh, Chef Andrea did all the catering for our wait, a wedding. Yeah. Do you remember and when I kept begging you guys to do mini meatballs and mini yes, I do. and you I remember completely, it. completely <laughs> ignored me? Yeah. Uh, with a, in, at least it was on... Come have a glass of champagne with me, so let's celebrate. All right. Yeah, well, you I'll know... wait for you. Doug's saying beat it, Andrea. All right. <laughs> Give us a phone number. Love you all. Andrea, 834-8583 for my love, and Andrea. We say happy Valentine's Day, all the lovers... Wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, all of you, we wish you all the best. Andrea, my home is your home. Ciao, arrivederci a tutti. Ciao. There he goes. Doug, what's your hurry when Andrea leaves? It's just us. (laughs) 260-6368 is the number. We just come back as just the two of us. All right, so where were we before Andrea came? I was very very happy to hear his uh, his music. That meant that, you know, we would... 
I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm there trying you to go. find my phone, which I can't do without on this show. Throw it against the wall. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat about anything at all, we would love to hear it. If you have a restaurant report or a restaurant question, uh, you know, I would be really interested at this close juncture to Valentine's Day to hear if anyone has any unusual Valentine's plans. Tom, are we doing anything for Valentine's Day? I know you don't. You like to eschew the holiday mm. and do something else. That's right, on a different day, just and as fancy. And you managed to convince enough guys. Guys? Mm-hmm. Mm, well, I'll have you know. I know. I have two guys that I'm friends with, neither of which do anything on Valentine's Day. I don't know if that was them listening to you or <sighs> or if that was their own idea. It's not a very good idea, guys, just letting you know. Let's go to Stephen. Stephen? Is it Steve or Stephen? They don't have music for me. Oh, I know. I know. So speak. I keep saying Stephen. Stephen, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we a should have things. music for you, though, you. shouldn't we? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have to think up something. Okay. When I was a teenager, my family had Amish maids. I know you told me about this. I knew you were going to call because you have all these Amish connections from being up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, I go up to Hershey every year, and on the way back from Hershey, I don't go down 40 through Lancaster, where all the hotels and whatever are, but I go down and go down through Paradise, Bird in Hand, um, and uh, usually stop at some of the the farms and pick up stuff i always bring something home to mother jams jellies Uh uh-huh i always have jams and jellies and and the best of that stuff so yeah um, i think we passed through bird in hand i think my daughter and i passed through bird in hand when we went to lancaster go ahead yeah yeah uh ideal market i like it um they i don't know if you've eaten their ready to go food that's on a steam table, but all of it is good and big, healthy portions for what you get. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good value. Three people can probably eat off of $10 worth of their food. I know. I'll try to do it. Let's see what you come up with. It smells really good, too. It's an interesting interesting section of the supermarket, I have to say. Yeah. Okay. And I want to know how you can have a friend that's 30 years younger than you when you're not even much older than 30. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> How do I love thee? <laughs> <laughs> Doug's puking in that room there. <laughs> and uh you know, you talk my grandfather shopped every day. Uh-huh. And my step-grandmother was very hard of hearing and if you called from the office at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you got the grocery list, no matter who you were. <laughs> and if somebody else had called a few minutes before, she would have said, well, I don't know who got the grocery list, but here's the grocery list again. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long ago was that, Stephen? Because, I mean, in those days, that wasn't all that unusual. It's not unusual well, thing, to be do- oh, My me. grandfather had the local newspaper. And, of course, the Acme and the AMP all ran full-page ads. Mm -hmm. So he shopped at the Acme, which was right behind his office, every day. 
And then he went on Saturday and went to the AMP because he, you know, sort of had to spread the money around. So, but, you know, my my parents bought my great-grandfather's house when he died. And it was one of the mansions on the main street. And there were five big houses in a block. Where was and this? then we had in Middletown, Delaware. Mm-hmm. And then we had behind us a square block, which was his garden. Mm. He had a full-time gardener and a full-time cook. Um, Why did you ever go to the our, supermarket then? Well, because there were things, meat and stuff. I mean, he... The only meat that he really, he didn't raise chickens, but he raised pigeons because he liked squab. Uh-huh. Yeah, I so know. that was the only fresh meat. Yeah, yeah. squab. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Ron, and, the gourmet, uh, 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 well, he's um, a poet now. Oh, anyway, continue, Stephen. Okay, and Walmart is going to pop top cans on most of their items. It's if you buy a canned good that's a Walmart brand, uh-huh. it's almost automatically a pop top, not a, you know. <laughs> okay, you know what? Opener. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Who opens I a can opener? I love that idea, because can openers are really annoying mm-hmm. to use. Jude has the most complicated can opener. I have to sit there and stare at it for a while. I mean, eventually I'll get to figuring it out, but. Nothing wrong with a pop top. Let's do it. Let's do I know. It. Let's look, let, that way you don't have to look for the, you don't have to dig through the, the utility Agreed. thing to find your Absolutely. Your, uh, Who opener. says it's only good for animal food? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, amazingly, the, the Naked Chef has two shows. One is food in 15 minutes and one is food in 20 minutes. Oh. And, I mean, he's a millennial. Are, are we ta- <laughs> are we talking about after you've ordered from the Uber driver? Or are we talking about food that he makes? <laughs> no, that he makes it on TV every on the on uh, Martha Stewart channel uh, wait, every day. It's the Naked Chef. Is he actually naked? No, oh. I don't know why they call him the Naked Chef, but he's probably a British. to get people to watch, and then they go, "Wait a minute, he's not naked." <laughs> Click it off. <laughs> All right, Stephen, we have to go. Are you done with okay. your list? I'm done. All right. Bye. Have a, talk tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet, the gourmet, gourmet poet, waiter, the gourmet poet, or or maybe. Well, I'm trying to think. There's so many things that you're good at, Ron. That we, we maybe just we'll switch them out from day to day. Today, well, I'm the also poet. known as Chow Number Thirteen. Mindy gave me that number Are a long you time kidding? ago. You're Chow Number Thirteen. Well, that's the baker's dozen. I was born on May 13th, so I called up early. Mindy answered the phone call, and I told her what I wanted. Uh, Tom was on chow number five while people called in, and I said, I've got coffee and donuts, and I'm prepared to wait, Mindy. I need that number. (laughs) So so all of a sudden, Tom announces chow number 12, and then Mindy says, "Uh, we've got Ron on the line. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm really surprised about that because Mindy is kind of later vintage, and I thought the chow numbers were around before oh, Katrina. No. That was the third time through. Oh, okay. Because I to... was going to say, I know the chow numbers go back to the 90s. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Ron, are you aware we of this? I, I, Doug, do you have any kind of special music for this? Because I have a big announcement do, 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 to make. Uh-oh. 
Ron is forever. Ron is forever. No longer no going, longer to, be going the gourmet to be poet. The poet. Or the Whoopie. gourmet waiter. Or the gourmet Ron rapper. is now going to be. Run said it. The Red gourmet. Run. With the gourmet guy all jammed in there. Birthday. Wow. Wait. That's the Tom's prom night, Ron. Hmm? I well, know we, if you listen to this story. show, you, you understand yes. the significance of prom night. Oh, yeah. Yes. May that 13. was a very interesting story. It is May 13th. May 13th, 1967. So Ron is, forget all those other things for your resume on this show, Ron. You are now and forever, Ron, the gourmet prom night date. Uh, you know, I'm glad we finally have <laughs> laid quite, that down on paper. <laughs> Ron is silent considering, because considering that Marianne and I have never met. So. <laughs> mm. Listen, I wasn't around for prom yeah. night. I, Let me tell you, I, you'll I, never I forget her. I marvel at prom night, and not for good reasons. Anyway, Ron, I yes. Let, you I want to let you guys know um, I'm a huge fan of Ideal Market. In Espanol, decimos ideal, okay? Ideal, so what that is, okay. basically, I ideal, speak Spanish, okay. and it's ideal. Okay. Anyway, after Katrina, there was a very large Latin American population in New Orleans helping to right. rebuild the city. Right. Mm -hmm. And they gathered in, in, in groups in neighborhoods, and, and ideal basically became the place where they would go shop for food. Uh -huh. One of the things that I love about ideal market is the meat counter. Because they have all of the different cuts of meat. Mm -hmm. Okay, they've got chicken, they've got pork, or yeah. they've got beef, but they've got it all sliced out for you, and they, yeah. they stack it up on one on top of the other, and everything's marinated. Yeah. So it's pretty much it's pretty much ready to go. Yeah. It's pretty uh, good though. What, what, there are several locations of those guys, and all of them are great. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, and all fresh, everything. There's, there's to order. more of them. They're proliferating for Ooh, sure. So go ahead, yeah, Ron. Huge. It's just a, I just find it's a phenomenal store. I love the produce section because they have a lot of Latin American yeah, they do. things that you would normally wouldn't find, like plantain, yeah. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Large uh, pineapples, Tomatillos. all these things that I like to grill with. Yeah. Yep. And that uh, that cafeteria style buffet uh, really works out well. It, it's an easy way to go get a nice meal. Yeah. Yeah, it smells good. It looks good. It's it is good. You and know, a partridge in a chair. Anyway, no. so when was the anniversary? Real quick, I know we need to go. When was when was the anniversary? Was this Thursday? It was yesterday. Yesterday. Well, happy anniversary. Thank now, Marianne, you. you hinted that I hadn't been calling in enough that day. I read the poem. Do you realize this is the fourth day in a row I've called in? I know, Ron. Now I anyway. let's see if you never call again. Now that you're the gourmet prom night date. And I don't mean date okay. in in terms of a person. I mean it's the date that prom night was. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, a great show as always. Uh, now, okay, Ron. The, One of the most uh, Doug, the man behind the glass. All right, that's right. You're right about that. Okay, Tom. What? Bye, guys. Great. Bye. And to uh, to bring it all to a, to an end, and if you're looking for a, a unique spot, on the corner of. Um, so, um, of um, Napoleon Avenue and um, South Broad, on huh? Broad, Fraud? No, not Fraud. Broad. Broad Street. Yeah, that's yes. it. And it's, there are three uh, uh, streets that come together. They're all kind of big. 
Oh, oh, and, uh, Desay? Desay. No, this isn't Desay. Desay is on the route, but it's not I know. there. I know, because I drove the route for you last week. Go and uh, around the corner from there and up, uh, the place I'm where you were. I'm a good wife, am I not? Go ahead. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, anyway, to make a lime st- live story, <laughs> story uh, forget it. It's, it's too long already. <laughs> But uh, No, go ahead, quick. You have 30 seconds, Tom. Finish your story. Okay. Um, so uh, we were on our way to, to, to well, there was no we aspect with this. Um, I pulled up to that. There was a little, as a matter of fact, I think it's still there, Mexican restaurant right at the end of those three intersections. And I went in there and I had dinner and then I had a diet Dr. Pepper, which is what I had on prom night at that time in that exact spot. And this is, this is. I'm dazzled. The, the whole thing that is. <laughs> Doug, you got to keep that handy. Good night, everyone. It's been um, unreal is the word for it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.